What is good, America? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. So glad to have you with us once again. It's your boy Sherman Obed back at it, um, coming off these fresh Super Bowl weekend, coming off of Valentine's Day. Hope everyone enjoyed that. Uh, we're, we're approaching uh, President's Day. Hope some people got the day off. I know I do, so I'll be chilling. Yes, sir. Um, Obed, good to see you as always, my friend. What's going on with you? You know, I, I, Sherman, let me start off with saying it was a beautiful day today. The sun was out, but it was definitely, uh, you know, the one of those times I will give it up to global climate change for how nice it was today <laughs> after we've had like weather in the 25s. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, it's nothing like your uh, weather down there in Florida. I was going to say it, where I'm at in Florida, it was about 80 degrees, 82 degrees today. So I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and it, we're in Stop the middle the of February. Stop the cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you, man, it's a beautiful day to be alive. I'm glad to be here once again. Man, let's get into it, dude. Uh, we got Sorry. a lot to talk about this week. Of course, obviously, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to bring in some NBA news in later on. But let's just do a quick uh, week recap. Before the Super Bowl, actually, there was the NFL Honors Award show that was presented uh, to – the awards were presented to numerous players for numerous different categories. Of course, obviously, the biggest award of the night was the MVP award going to Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. For This is his fourth MVP, his second in a row. Obviously, as you know, he won it last year. Are you surprised that he got MVP? Because a lot of, I mean, I wasn't really surprised at all. I really thought, he, I kind of, I think we both said he would get it. Um, I, there was an argument that could definitely be made for your boy TB12 and Tom Brady, who led the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I think was 10th in yards and fourth in touchdowns, but he was also first in least amount of interceptions with only four. So that goes a long way as well too. But he also did lead his team to the number one overall seed in the NFC did get bounced, but I remember in the first round or well, the divisional round, excuse me, but remember it is a regular season award. So quickly your thought on the MVP and then we'll kind of go down the list from there. Um, I think they kept the status quo. Congratulations to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he won it. I don't think he deserved to win it this year. I, I completely think that it was Tom Brady's award. Um, he eclipsed this man in passing yard by 1200 and played one more game. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Hey, he had more interceptions, but I remember the quarterback that Aaron Rodgers replaced just because you have a whole bunch of interceptions. It just means you were throwing the ball a lot. So, you know, let's, let's stop the cap. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, they kept the status quo. They gave it to, to this guy who didn't really get penalized for some off field drama that he caused, uh, with just blatant nonsense. Mm -hmm. Um, this man was making toe porn, uh, on national television when he should have just been talking about stats. Uh, and and lied to us none of that matters it's all about play it's all about his performance and mm. he didn't have the kind of stats in the places for a quarterback that I would expect especially in a passing league you're telling me he left 1200 yards on the on the field in a passing league right no I, uh, I like I said yeah. I get it that's why that's why I mentioned the you know this 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 by by uh Brady you know but like I said I think it has to do with you know being having the best record you know and leading his number number one seed you know, things like that, it kind of went into it. He had, a, don't, let's, let's not get twisted. Aaron Rodgers did have a great season. He did, yeah. he did. But I can, I can see the argument where it could have gone to Brady on the other side. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, and if it, and if Brady did get it, I would not have been upset about, it, you know, I can definitely see that. But nonetheless, Aaron got that. Cooper Cup, yeah. the Rams rod receiver, won offensive player of the year. I think we both called that one. J.J. Watt won defensive player of the year. Rookie of the years went to Jamar Chase on offense, Micah Parsons on defense, and Joe Burrow, the comeback player of the year. I think I called that later earlier in the year. I think you had thought maybe why they've gone to Dak Prescott. Yeah. I think it was more so Joe Burrow, um, even though Dak Prescott had a devastating injury, as we know, last season, early earlier on. Um, but the fact that Joe Burrow, you know, led the Cincinnati Bengals to their first division title in quite some time, let him and a great you know even though it is a regular season award but led them to the Super Bowl I, I honestly think that had to had to do with it as well even though it is a regular season award yeah. um I think they were influenced by that you know the the voters but um any your your any objections to anything else any other other awards I mentioned um I think comeback player of the year came down to who played poorly and who played proficiently through the stretch 
Uh, you know, once you get to the end of the season, it's easy to kind of overlook the beginning if you played bad or you played good. Uh, yeah. But when it came down to crunch time, Dak couldn't get it done, unfortunately, with mm. the, you know, missed handoff situation with the, with the lineman, which I believe a rule was changed because of that was spotting the ball. Uh, yeah, really? we look look into this. And this is something, again, this is what happens in the offseason that people talk about when there are rule changes. Should look in the what this this there's some referee or some uh, officials change that is happening now that might have an impact because of what occurred in that play. But um, we, we can touch base on that. Uh, I do believe it was Joe Burrow's award to lose. Um, shouldn't have something to do with it. They made the Super Bowl, but, you know, he played well and that's what counts. Um, rookie defensive player of the year, unquestioned Micah Parsons just turned that deep, mm. helped turn that Dallas defense around. I'm 100 percent linebacker you what do you expect yes, uh as a rookie of the year is very easy to jamar chase i mean i'm i'm concerned he's become a top 15 wide receiver in the nfl overnight you know is that <laughs> he, is might, that, he might he might even be higher than that you, you know? know i mean how bad the defensive play is here he with it while well, he has one of the worst corners on his team uh burnt toast eli apple um <laughs> i'm i'm upset you like rotten with, apple Eli Rotten Apple. I'm uh, uh, I'm concerned about what the awards are like. We'll talk about other awards in the future of the show. Um, but JJ Watkins, Defensive Player of the Year, it's another situation like uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. You can make an argument and say, "Hey, I can see why he won it," but I, I just wonder what JJ Watt would look like if he spent. 75 to 85 percent of the downs with his hand in the dirt across from the center of the guards right you know right, like right, he doesn't right. he doesn't do the dirty work he gets to do the jamal the uh troy palomalu highlight stuff that everybody mm. remembers versus like the dirty work um right. so you know great like moment him, him oh like aaron donald the actual yeah, I was gonna say, best player defensive player of the year in my right 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 yeah. down in the trenches yeah i mean aaron you can make an argument aaron donald is the best player of the entire nfl so let's just be I honest would, here hundred percent. Yeah, you I mean, mean, what he's able to do as a player. I mean, I, and I, one thing that he talks about getting from the addition of Von Miller to the team was leadership, be more vocal, talk to these guys where, yes, you do all this stuff in the gym, you do all this stuff in the field, but maybe people need to hear you say that you believe in them and their ability to be successful. And there they are, uh, much like his teammate, the uh, undisputed offensive player Early of year. the year. Ooh, oh my, my God. goodness. Now I have, I have this question for you, mm-hmm. sure. Sherman. You write you mad. This is the best wide receiver season a wide receiver's ever had. Um, overall, I would say you write, but statistically, excuse me, I don't think that it's correct because he hasn't beaten Calvin Johnson's yardage award. He hasn't beaten Randy Moss's touchdown award, uh, touch, touchdown uh, stat, the most touchdowns in the season. Um, and I don't believe he even passed Michael Thomas's receptions uh, uh, rec- record either. Um, but overall, as a whole, if you're looking at it, you know, just, you know, as an overall season for one individual wide receiver, then yes, you, you're right, Obed, because kind of transitioning this into the Super Bowl talk, this guy, like I said, he was not only the triple crown winner of the, of the receiving triple crown winner of receptions, yardage and touchdowns he would get offensive player of the year super bowl mvp i know obviously we'll talk about that here more in a second the only other player to do that in a career was jerry rice this man did that all in one season and so this is that's why why i say the overall aspect that's why i said you right that's why i said that i was i was like you know and you put it all together and how it came about you know and i just i will say to those other individuals for the performances they did not one of those guys won the Super Bowl at the end of that season. Right. That's so right, right. Each one of them had a something like the mm-hmm. yards we're, we're talking about. I think it's less than 50 yards. So I'm tossing that Calvin Johnson by. You have it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But remember, in Cooper Cup had one extra game. This is 17 games compared to 16 games. Remember that. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Even with even this. So then let's say it's less. It's like 100 yards. You mm-hmm. can toss that out. Because because my man killed it. He, he if if we can transition to this Super Bowl performance yep, yep, that he yep. had, sure, um, sure. This guy not only had a seven yard rush, he had eight for ninety two after the number two wide receiver went down, and Odell Beckham Jr. might be a Super Bowl MVP by the end of this when he was on a heater for two for fifty two and a touchdown. But mm-hmm. eight for ninety two, two touchdowns, uh, you know, integral in the game winning drive that they had uh obviously some help from the refs there but uh you know there are there are times when a team goes to lean on the number one guy and they say hey we need you to be there amari cooper is the kind of guy who's not doing that Mm. cooper cup showed you exactly what it was 
Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup um, undoubtedly had, you know, like, like you said, one of the best uh, uh, seasons of a wide receiver. And then let's go, let's, yeah, let's, let's get into it. Talking about the Super Bowl, as we all know, the Rams defeated the Bengals 23 to 20, bringing their first championship since, what, it was 1999, the last time the uh, Rams won in the, uh, over, the, over the Tennessee Titans. Yep. Cup was named the MVP, as I mentioned. I mean, this, I mean, first of all, let's just talk about the game. Um, and then we can kind of go back into Cooper Cup. And this, I thought this was just a phenomenal game overall. I think it yeah. was hell of, hell of exciting, way more exciting than the last time we saw the Rams in the Super Bowl versus your Patriots when the final score was 13 to three. Um, now, granted, I don't not, I don't, I don't need a, people were upset because, you know, it wasn't a high scoring game and it was just kind of boring and defensive matchup. I don't mind defensive match. To me, this was a good defensive matchup. It was, a, it was offensive matchup as well. So it was a mixture of both. That's what makes a good game to me. I don't need a 45 to 42 game. Do I. you know but i also don't want a 10 to 3 or 6 6 to 3 game you know or, or 13 yeah. to 7 you know that's yeah. why i say that but this was a, yeah. a hell of a game um the Bengals fought till the end of course you as you mentioned before aaron donald came up with the game winning play at the end getting that sack i mean let's just face it it was a sack i know joe burrow released the ball it doesn't count but damn it it was it was a sack he got to him once yeah. again made that play yeah. but a cup yeah you said it you know eight for 92 and two scores um i think the, the second touchdown of the, on that game-winning drive to me was more impressive. Um, yeah. it, it, it was the throw by Matthew Stafford too. That kind of back shoulder couple throws, a couple throws yeah. on that player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's get it, dude. Dude. Yeah. Matthew Stafford was impressive, dude. Get the it. no, the no look pass that he threw. Oh, unbelievable. Oh my god. And, Un- and you know, unbelievable. It, it's you just don't see guys have the balls to do stuff like that. But then he had to have it, and that's the kind of stuff he's pulling out of his hat. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I now what we want to talk about here is this guy going 26 for 40, 283 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, you know, I, I mean, he was let, poised. Let me, he took an injury let, to his ankle and still mm, played through it. Let, yep, yep. let me ask you about those two picks. Do you feel yeah. there was two, two interceptions? Cause to me, there was only really one um, because the last, the second one to Skoranek that hit Skoranek in the hands. I'm sorry. That's not Matthew Stafford's fault. He threw the pass <sighs> in a place where Skoranek can catch the ball, hit him in the hands. He dropped it. Oh, he didn't really drop, you know, it bounced popped it up, pop it up. Yeah, popped, yeah, yeah. It popped up, went to the yeah. center's hand. I don't count that. And the first yeah. one, it was third and what, third and 14. Yeah. Um, threw it, he threw Underthrown it, pass, you know, just pass. trying to get something out there. Whatever. Yeah. Intercepts it. More, in so, more so it's, Van Jefferson should have come back and try to uh, make yes. a play on the ball as well. Yes. Jefferson yeah. should have tried to make a play on the ball, but whatever. It's essentially whatever. turned it's, into a, because if it's incomplete, they punt the next play anyway. So it's pretty much mm-hmm. a punt into the end zone, the touchback. But I will say that was a intercept. That was a true interception. The second one was second one was not. That's not yeah. his fault. And I've, I've been a fan of that. You know, I've been against that, you know, for quite some time that if yeah. I – if I, well, bet it, if I, if I pass you a glass, I hand you a glass in your hand and you just drop it, that's not on my, that's not on me. You drop the yeah. glass. I put it exactly where you could hold it and catch and, and, yeah. and, and, and corral It's a transition. It. It's a transfer. It's the same thing like a handoff. We look at the handoff. If the, the thumb is still in there or he, or the quarterback hasn't put it in the bread basket, we put it on the quarterback. Right. If the ball's where it needs to be and the, uh, the running back puts his forearm out and pops the ball down, I mean, that's on him, right? Exactly. I open it up, accept the ball. Exactly. Like, we understand how these things happen. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Stafford did still play well. I mean, some of the throws he made, that last drive, and it's funny because I was uh, tweeting out during that drive, I, you know, because Cooper wasn't really involved too much before that. And I was saying, no, no, I was the like, game plan was to win without forcing it to him because right. the defense was double. And then, and then it came down to, I said, Cooper cup, why are they not going to Cooper cup? Yeah. This is what got you here. Continue yeah. to do it. And on that last drive, I think he was four for four to Cooper cup that so that is the game they know that's the game but you cannot and this and this is why so Sherman let me ask you this do you think that this win what does it mean for Matthew Stafford's legacy do you feel like he's a hall of famer because of this win I feel that he will be he will probably be voted as a hall of famer but I don't necessarily agree that he is a Hall of Famer and because there is a difference. It's the same thing where people talk about Eli Manning. Eli Manning will probably make it into the Hall of Fame by being the fact that he has two Super Bowls, which most importantly, two Super Bowl wins and MVPs over your boy, Tom Brady. Okay. He was never considered to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. 
you know, as you know, he was never considered, you know, an, an elite, an elite, elite, uh, elite athlete, you know. But the fact that he has two rings has some say. Now he is top. He is he is top ten in a lot of uh, quarterback categories as far as yardage and pet touchdown things like that. So which those is those have to those go with the fact that he's just played a really long time, but continue. And he okay. went, he didn't even look good for like the last three years, but continue. Right. No, and I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, and I there's money funny. I think I was watching. Um, ESPN the other day and uh, Richard Sherman had sent out a mess tweet that said the bar has been lowered. Yes. Quite frankly, I think he might be right. No, he's hundred percent right. The, yeah, the, he, it, the, as soon as Eli Manning walks in, he's confirmed what he said is true. Right. You know, he, you know, uh, it, it's just, like I said, Stafford with this Super Bowl victory will probably get in the hall of fame. But I also want to say is look, look what happened the minute he left Detroit. I think he was hit. He, he had a losing record overall in Detroit. I don't yeah. hold that against him. You know why? Because he was in Detroit. He was in Detroit. I don't blame him going over during the playoffs. You know why? Because he was in Detroit. The fact that he made it to the playoffs with a team from Detroit should give him pluses. You know <laughs> what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, they were even sniffing the playoffs in some seasons because of Matthew Stafford. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. was a, I, I think, I feel Matthew Stafford has been a top tier quarterback from quite some time. Yeah. But he was in Detroit and didn't get the recognition he should have got, you yeah. know, I would um, agree with you. I, can but, I, can I jump in? I yeah, was yeah, please, say Matthew Stafford to me seems like a, a, a Philip Rivers. One of these guys who had great production and output, but didn't have the wins the, to mm -hmm. solidify his, uh, his, his um, career. Yeah. Oh. And oh, if you do the, and we talk about the math, if you do the math on these guys, the mathematics is Matthew Stafford plus a Super Bowl. We can talk about the hall of fame, Matthew Stafford with two Super Bowls. We both agree is a hall of famer. Okay. Okay. Eli Manning with one Super Bowl, I do not believe is a Hall of Famer. Mm. Eli Manning with two Super Bowls allows for the conversation. I, I, okay. I don't, I don't okay. think Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care. Like there were so many guys who were the quarterbacks of that time who did this work and mm. made things happen. Mm. But overall for his career, very average, very, mm. very nothing standing outside of the box, right? right Maybe right. got hot at the right time. Really those, those wins are due to, uh, in the Super Bowl are due to guys like Plaxico Burris and Mario Manningham and Steve Smith and Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad uh, uh, Bradshaw, Bradshaw. Mm. and the defense that had uh, OCU Minora, Michael, Michael Strahan, Strahan. Yeah, uh, yeah. JPP with all the taste his fingers. You know what I mean? Like this, <laughs> yeah. there's let's people are not going to remember the what it actually was versus oh he's got two Super Bowls and all these records he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Uh, pause, pause. Mm. Um, uh, and so yeah, no, I I do think that. Matthew Stafford is starting to solidify. If he gets, he won't, if he gets, if he sniffs this game again and loses in it, Hall of Famer. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. if he can sit, let's say he stays with the Rams the next, I don't know, five seasons. Yeah. I think even if he makes another Super Bowl, he gets in for sure. Yeah. Um, but if he's consistently at the, in the, you know, top quarterback categories, as far as yardage and passing and touchdowns yeah. and, and things like that, he will, you know, he'll, you know, he, his, his, his numbers start adding up and he starts yeah. going up the ladder. I think he'll get in for sure. Um, I mean, he's also helped out by, you know, you said the arguably the best wide receiver in the game right now, Cooper yeah. cup, OBJ, you yeah. know, the team is loaded. Question, does, does this team get to this place if they don't have OBJ on the roster since we, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, he, I don't think factor. so. Yeah. yeah. He was a, he, you know, they lose uh, uh, Bobby trees. They lose, they lose Robert Woods. <laughs> he steps in and plays admirably scores mm -hmm. a touchdown almost every week, you know, mm -hmm. is the reason that we're now really super confirmed in our skepticism of the Kevin Stefanski, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns organization and team. Um, it's it's insanity. It's insanity. We're we're gushing here. We're gushing here. There was another yeah. team that yeah, played. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> now the the Bengals on the other side. Uh, congratulations for them making the Super Bowl. You know, a top hard fought loss. Um, mm -hmm. You know, these guys had an, they they pulled out all the stops. Now outside of some some interesting play calling that I felt benefited them for the majority mm -hmm. of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, getting away with a clear face mask there by T. Higgins. Uh, yeah, on oh, um, Jalen, Jalen Ramsey throwing Jaylen him Ramsey. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure. know, I mean, and not even to have it reviewed, but a brilliant play like the uh, play design that had Joe Mixon throwing a touchdown to mm -hmm. T. Higgins. Uh, uh, you know, a little uh, Philly special there. A little, little Philly, Philly, little Philly, Philly. Yep, yep, Cheese yep. wit uh, without. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. And you know, it, it was a, it was a fantastic display. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they played great. Like I said, it came down to the last that last drive for them. They had a chance to convert on fourth and one. Of course, Aaron Donald is that bad man. Uh, or, you know, he is you know, a bad dude. You know, he's just a f- straight up monster. You know, it's funny because at the beginning, at the beginning of the game, I thought he was just going to eat somebody. You I know, did. I did. He <laughs> looked hungry. He looked hungry. Yeah, yeah. For real. Um, he's just a monster. You know what I mean? He can't be stopped. One on one, you cannot stop him. You can't stop him. But and at the end of the day, I think we all know it was really the Bengals, Bengals offensive line that did them in. Um, in this game, Joel Burrow yeah. was sacked, what, seven times in this game yeah. alone. Um, you know, he played well, 22 of 33, but 263 yards and, and a touchdown, but sacked very seven. Efficient, very efficient. Yeah, but sacked seven times. Um, Joe Burrow has been sacked, was sacked 70 times this season, including 19 of those in the playoffs. That's so 70 is third and most in a season in NFL history. It's the offensive line. They fix this offensive line. They need to keep Joel Burrow upright. And that's what the argument was, was about going into this year's NFL draft. Should they draft um, um, uh, who, the guy from Oregon? We went to the Penny line. Sewell. Penny, Penny, Sewell. Penny, Penny Sewell. Right, but they chose not to. They chose to draft Jamar Chase. Obviously, it, 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 it still worked out. Chase, you know, was, like can be said before, offensive rookie of the year. Him yeah. and Burrow look like they're going to be a duo, a dynamic duo for years to come. Oh, he's like, you know, of course, but um, it's like you have to stay, you have to he has to stay upright. You, if you can't protect your quarterback, you can't win football games. This is what happened to, uh, to Andrew Luck. You know, I, I'm so happy that Andrew Luck is enjoying his life, enjoying his money and mm-hmm. having a good time with his family because he there's no reason that these terrible organizational decisions deserve to, you know, use up a player. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not for that at all, no matter what they look like. If they're they are the asset they deserve to be treated as such. The, if they drafted two offensive linemen this year, I wouldn't be mad at them. No, not at all. They probably yeah, they, they I think that's their number one priority going into this offseason is fixing the offensive line. Like we said, Joe Burrow coming off that ACL injury last year. Um, you know, luckily when he when he did get kind of banged up in the Super Bowl, it wasn't the same knee, I don't believe. So thank goodness for that. Unfortunately for OBJ, it was his same knee that he tore the ACL on last year. I hope he's doing it. Hope he's all right and comes back strong. But yeah, the Bengals, I think the Bengals will be a team to fear for quite some time, giving this with this offense. Like I said, um, they fixed the old line. Watch out for the Bengals for quite for, for years to come. As long as Joe Burrow is healthy. You keep that receiving core intact with T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, of course. Um, you know, uh, I, I, like I said, the Bengals, they will be a top tier for quite some time. Now, I'm wondering, do you think the Rams can actually run it back and win, win it again next year? I mean, this hasn't been done in what, 18 years, something like that, when your Patriots went back to back, winning, you know, two, winning three out of four, year, four, four years. So I don't think they necessarily run it back. Again, it all depends upon what the roster is going to look like. We'll make our pick picks you know later down down the line in september for the upcoming uh, 2022 season but i'm not sure if they'll if the roster stays intact as is yeah they're very well going to be a favorite that's for sure a, a top let's say top five even top three favorite right yeah yeah have to, have to be thinking that tom brady's now off the table so i'm pretty sure tampa bay is not something to be feared um and uh aaron Rodgers may be playing in the other conference come next year right. i was gonna say is if, you, know, if aaron so. goes to tampa bay then they'll be feared but there's yeah. no way the packers if they do if Rodgers does one out there's no way they trade him within the within the conference there's no way to keep him in the yeah. nfc exactly so you know it's uh it, it, this could be an opportunity for matt stafford honestly uh and the rams to continue their their domination there and i think the Bengals will be a team to be to be feared they've got all the pieces they just need that offensive line they can come back and make some noise um it, there should be some excitement to football going forward uh, as long as it doesn't look like college <laughs> quickly let's um one more thing before before we move on to the nba or bed um the halftime show gotta talk about it a lot of controversy, a lot of things, people talking. It's, it's the best halftime show they've ever seen. It's the worst halftime show they've ever seen. And a majority of the people saying it's the best, it's probably all people our age, millennials, things like that. Majority of the people saying it's the worst, it's old, it's old people listening in to uh, Taylor Swift and things like that, <laughs> you know? Um, no, no, no shout out Taylor Swift at all. But um, no, shots, no, shots. no, no, not at all. She's dope. Um, to me, I was expecting more. When they announced this lineup, first of all, I think we actually talked about this months back. When they announced the lineup for the halftime show of the Super Bowl, I said to myself, this is going to be the greatest show I've ever seen in my entire life. 
Okay. The, just the sheer fact of the lineup, the legacy that each of those, each of those artists hold, yeah. um, you know, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and then bringing in 50 Cent as the surprise guest, which, which was dope, performing in the club. That got yeah. me, oh my, that, that junk got me so high, bringing me back to 2002. Yeah. Yo, it was popping back in 2002. <laughs> yo, yo, on spring, I, I was on spring break in 2002 in Cancun. Shout out to my man, Kurtz, if you're listening. They, hey. That song was everywhere, yo. That was the song of the year. There's no other artist other than, I mean, who had a breakout yeah, like 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 fifty did just coming fresh out the gate first album come on that was insane right I agree I agree you know, but I, that takes me back to a time of like you know where the party at you know what I mean like mm, this is mm, the wild yeah. club songs that we that we used to Yo. play It'd be hot outside that I you know I just you're right this should have been it should have been it should have been one of the greatest I, honestly I felt there was a <laughs> lack of. I, I don't know. To me, energy. And, you know, to energy. Me, I'll say there's two things. One, I thought it could have been longer. And two, the ending was very anticlimactic. Yes. I was a little upset at the. I, I honestly, yeah. when the, when it ended, I said, "Wait, is that it?" Yeah, I wasn't uh, sure if it was uh, over. Is uh, there more coming? Uh, are you they know done? What I mean? uh, yeah. Oh, they they are. You sure? Yeah. Because I because I knew when Katy Perry yeah. jumped off of the the uh, top of the uh, stadium. stadium, I knew it was over. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, right, right, I right, didn't right. I didn't know what to take from this show. Um, right. I, I guess wow. give me your give me your thoughts, Obed. Um, I appreciate the appearance of Fifty Cent. I didn't need it. I didn't know who that was. I was like, who's that fat guy hanging that, upside that, down? He looked, I didn't he looked know like he, he more like like a dollar fifty. You know, because <laughs> dude, my man, my man being my man being double cheeseburgers for the last 10 years. You know, dude. you know how I know you wanted to wear the shirt again, but you need to be like you've been at the gym to wear that shirt again. Yo, and you word. knew you were doing this show. So yeah. I don't know why you weren't working out. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? Oh my um, goodness. Yo, the, the memes I mean, were wild after that. After they that. they deserve to be. The internet is undefeated. Um, I think it could have been a lot better. I think it was anticlimactic. I think I deserve better songs from uh, from all of those people. I, it was nice to see Anders, Anderson Pac out there. That was mm. lovely little papa. I think Kendrick Lamar was the only one who really brought it. I mean, you you're in LA, you know what I mean? Obviously mm. we have to keep it this is a this is a showing of like what our uh generation is like who mm -hmm. were the target audience for this thing so take from that what you will right are we just gonna yeah. see shows that we would like to see like oh, back yeah. when they made us watch the who you know <laughs> you know what i mean right? i mean it I was know. it was cool to snoop out there see walking and everything who don't act right. like a fool he's an active know? active criminal active, <laughs> active he, and, and i'll tell you right now that i think he is the true model of america <laughs> <laughs> in his in his rags to riches story you know i i remember watching him you know standing for trial like having to go that murder was definitely the case they were trying to give him mm. you know what i mean mm. and and now here he is he is he's the the very best pen pal of martha stewart right Dude, having having brunch every weekend together yo <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Cosmo medici dog like he's just the dude is dude is a gangster um, yo yeah man but like i said dude i was just expecting more i was expecting it like i said it could have been and with the fact that when they when i when 50 came out i said i said yo 15 m gotta do something together gotta yeah. happen yeah it didn't happen i could get some I, eight I, miles on they so just couldn't just, there's so many songs that he couldn't do i thought he would have done drop the world Give me, give me something newer. Give me something people know. But give you know me, what? Give me throw. Give me back. Go back to patiently waiting. Oh, but, yeah. but is that is that, a, is that a a pop? Is that a song for a Super Bowl? I don't know. But come on, dude. I mean, I think it is. So, dude, I think it is. So I think, much they, more they could. I think done. you fire up the you fire up the machine that responds to those songs mm -hmm. and you go from there. You know? Right? Because if I'd have heard patiently waiting, I'd be like, oh, here we it's go. Right, they so did, right. They could have done Gatman and Robin. If they'd have no. done Gatman and Robin, dude, they could have came out with the cops. Da, 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 you're right. So Mary, good. Dude, yeah. Mary J could have brought out, met the man and did all I need. Oh my goodness. That's Come the on. most New York. You're right. Like, you could, <laughs> see, <laughs> but you're from there. So, you know, like you can put together. I've been to, I've seen the, the summer jam shows. We've been there. We've been there, right? <laughs> all day. Shout out to <laughs> but yo, what a really, what, what, really quick before we move on, what really would have shut the place down if Jay came out jay-z was in the yeah, building he was he in was a in suite if he had come down and ended with them 
did whatever you know whatever song he wanted to do um it could, whatever it is if he had ended it that they ended with jay-z the place would have went nuts that would have been a dope ending it would have been a dope ending but then it would have been a jay-z show and jay-z doesn't need to come out as a guest to those individuals they are all kings and queens in their own right no they are but, nothing to take away but if just, you go have just, jay jay could just done the whole show by himself oh, <laughs> yeah, you sure. know what i mean i'm like, just saying to just to have a big spectacular ending yeah. you know it would have been dope like i said he's also on the executive board doesn't he work with the with the nfl and some kind of partnership collaboration yeah, he does, role, guess, like, you know i think you know he's just, <laughs> just now, terrible but, that dude, <laughs> i don't know what he's past kneeling we're past kneeling i remember <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he's just doing daddy daycare right now. Yeah, I mean, knows? I would believe it. You know, he's you know, at that point. But now, I so. mean, I think oh, as far as him being the best ever, I'm not sure if it's there. You still got to count Beyonce from years back. Uh, Bruno Mars, Michael Jackson is still up there. Prince yeah. is still up there too. Yeah, wow. Like I said, I enjoyed it. I was just expecting more. That's nice. all. It's fair. It's fair. All right. Yep. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling a bit. Let's get into the NBA uh, really quickly. Um, I know we're in full effect. The NBA All Star Weekend is actually coming up this weekend, so I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be dope. Um, let's just talk about the trade news that happened last week, well, right around the trade deadline. Obviously, the biggest story was the Ben Simmons James Harden trade between the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Harden goes to Harden goes to Philly. Uh, Simmons goes to Brooklyn. Um, for was it like a handful of picks and everything? I mean, I'm trying to figure out who actually won this trade between the two between the two teams. Um, the Nets got a lot here, and we can we can we can break it down. But I'm yeah. just thinking, obviously, as we know, Ben Simpson hasn't even played all year long. Okay, yeah, um, he's been kind of holding out, holding the Philadelphia 76ers hostage till they, till they trade him. So they did. They traded him and Paul Millsap to Brooklyn. Um, you know, like I said, for James Harden, um, excuse me, you know, I mean, Ben Simmons went to, to, to Brooklyn uh, for me, for James Harden and Paul Millsap. So the Nets got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first round pick, right, to defer to 2023, and a 2027 first round pick. To me, the Brooklyn Nets won that trade. Ben, it went, if, he, if he is decides to play, and this will be a great thing for them. Like I said, plus with the two first round picks. And I think eventually um, the thing is with, with, uh, with Kyrie, we're not really sure. I think the Nets, Nets won the trade. Let me correct myself. The Nets actually won the trade for future, for the future. The 76ers won it for right now. Because, I, that, because of what I just said with Kyrie, you don't know when he's going to play. Let's just say the Nets play the New York Knicks for just all intent. This is a pure example, pure hypotheticals right now. Let's say the Brooklyn Nets play the New York Knicks in the postseason. Now the Knicks, Knicks are bad, we all know. They might not even make it. Let's yeah. say those two teams play. Kyrie cannot play the entire series because he's not allowed to play in New York because he's unvaccinated. He wouldn't play the entire series. You cannot trust Kyrie at the moment. So until mandates and things change right now, the trade favors Philadelphia because they got an upgrade from Ben Simmons when James Harden, a guy who, who can be ball dominant and still feed Joel and beat in the post down low. But the Nets, if once they figure everything out, if you can coexist Ben and Kyrie and KD together and have them actually on the floor at the same time, then great. Because the big three in Brooklyn with Harden, Kyrie and, and KD, they played 16 games together. Obed. Yeah. 16. That's it. Yeah. Some big games, but only 16. Yeah. So what's, what was your thoughts on this trade? Who do you, who do you think came out victorious in the trade? Um, I mean, and, and really, cause I mean, who knows what, what a Simmons is going to, is going to decide he may not even play. I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think he broke it down pretty well. I, I will say that uh, the Nets ended up doing the Sixers a favor in taking Ben Simmons off their hands. I looked at this trade as, we're sending you James Harden for Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, uh, a first round pick, and then a first, another first round pick, right? Like that, that was the trade package. We're taking Ben Simmons because you just need to dump him. That was, that was all this was. They, I don't think the, the Nets care if Ben Simmons comes back. If he does, it's a bonus. But, you know, if there's someone who can work with him and try to fix his shot, like a actual coach could from a player's perspective, 
I think it is going to be uh, Steve Nash. You know, I think there's a chance if with, with him there uh, and maybe what could have been a simmering issue with James Harden, you know, you want your number one unquestioned always be Kevin Durant on that roster on that starting of course, five, of course. you know, so I think that I think it shakes things up a little bit. And I think we see a return to Kyrie. Some places are lifting their vaccination mandations, whether mandates, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, you never know what could happen in the near future here, but uh, we got half a season to figure the rest of this out. Um, yeah, the Sixers is, is Sherman. Is James Harden healthy? I mean, not right now. He has his lingering hamstring issue, so he's not going to be playing even playing for for a while. Um, that's the thing. You know, he's consistently out of shape, coming looking looking like a dope boy every time he comes into the new year. He's more, more concerned. more concerned about hitting up the, hitting up the uh, gentlemen's clubs at you know on the weekends. Look, and, I'm looking like a cartoon character in some of these outfits, but I digress. <laughs> you know, I don't know those are kind of fits that we're doing. We feel artistic. Yeah, you know, so that's the thing. Um, he's gonna be he's out. He's not gonna be playing for anytime soon. I mean, I don't know, but. Like if healthy, I think the seventies won this trade right now. But um, they got rid of that "quote unquote" lack of a better word cancer in the Philadelphia locker room. And Ben Simmons I hate to use that word, but you know, I mean, like I said, it still goes back to like I said, judging the trade. Can the Nets still trust Kyrie with the new lineup? I don't know because we don't know when he's going to be there. Um, and I'm not even sure if the Nets or the 76ers are the favorite in the Eastern Conference, to be honest with you. Not um, at I, this point. I mean, they're seven games behind, but really what's seven games in the East? Right. I mean, you still have to obviously look at Milwaukee, the reigning defending uh, 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 champs. Um, but dude, look out for the Chicago Bulls. Um, they're number one in the East right now, followed by the Heat, then Milwaukee. Uh, but yeah, my Bulls are playing well. DeMar Rosen's having a heck of a year, seven straight yeah. games with with 35 uh, plus points, but at least 50% from the uh, field, the only player to do that first player to do that in NBA history. Um, I mean, the Sixers, I think what are in fifth, if I'm not mistaken, the Nets are down in the eighth, the eighth seed. Uh, so, I mean, the eighth seed for now, the eighth for, seed for, for now, now, for now, for now, right. Yeah. Like I said, you know, everyone's pretty hurt. KD's hurt himself. He's not, he's not even playing. Well, he's not going to be back till at least after the all-star break, obviously it's yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah, right now, I don't think either of those either of those teams are the favorite in the East right now. Um, like I said, look, it's the teams I mentioned, the Bulls in the, in the Milwaukee, even Miami. Um, but again, it, it all depends. If Kyrie just would get vaccinated and be able to play, what, I'll agree that it is a stupid rule that the Nets play, New York athlete, the team members must be vaccinated to play indoors, but road team members do not. So in other words, if, it's, if a player from the Milwaukee Bucks is unvaccinated, He's allowed to play in the Barclays Center. He's allowed to play in the, in the Madison Square Garden. But yet Kyrie as a home player is not. To me, that doesn't make much sense. I think you might agree with me on that one. I can I can say that there's some confusion there. I you right. know, but again, this is an individual coming, and can they prove that they have been? I and I don't know the testing requirements. Let me not step out and out of line here. Um, I don't know if they have to show that they have tested uh, negative before they go and play this game. No, they're not. Right? No, because because Kyrie could test negative, but he's still not allowed to play because he's unvaccinated. That's it's the New York mandate. You're not in, that's in the New York mandate. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, you know, it doesn't I mean, make it's, any it's, sense. So that's why I say is we don't know what Kyrie's going to do. Um, if James Harden comes back soon enough, I think this trade favors Philly. Um, and they, and if they start, you know, like I said, it, it's wait to be seen um, yeah. what's going to happen here. Yeah. That's why I say that. Who's really the best? Right now, I don't think either of them are the favorite in the Eastern Conference. No, not at all. I mean, you, you've got to, I, I agree with you. You've got to look for the Bucks. Um, I like the Bulls. I think that he could absolutely make a push. Only one game behind right now. Um, I still think this year the champion is going to come from the West. Mm. but you know it's it's going to be it's going to be an exciting time to play uh playoff your, basketball in these your 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 warriors your splash brothers man they're looking ooh, they're looking real good phoenix obviously still a number one seed they look like they may return to the uh, nba finals with that lineup um yeah. yeah but be it's scary how good the warriors are even can't be you know, clay just coming back and you know, what is it, a few weeks ago looking yeah. like the clay Lowell, just kind of getting back in the groove yeah they're going to be feared for sure um another trade we wanted to discuss was portland getting rid of should guard cj mccullum sending him to the new orleans pelicans at this point i just feel bad for damian lillard um quite frankly i don't really know what to say except that damian lillard needs to get out of portland 
if he wants to win a title, that is. If he likes being in Portland, Oregon, and he's hanging out in Portland and loves the team yeah. and loves the organization, by all yeah. means, stay. If you're happy, stay. Yeah. Right. But if you want to win a ring, get out of Portland. Um, he's yeah. obviously also on injury, on, out with injury. You don't think he's played, um, you know, you know, in quite some time. But um, I, I don't know, man. He just needs to, if he wants to w- win, get out of that place. I feel like Portland has gone downhill. He has been the backbone of that organization for years, um, yeah. coming up with clutch performances, you know, a couple years ago over the Oklahoma City Thunder, that shot, you know, that three yeah. years back before against the Rockets, winning their first playoff series in like 17 years. Yeah. Um, I just, I really feel bad for, for Damian He's the dude who will stay loyal to his organization and it will never win a ring. Yeah, that dude. It's unfortunate. I feel like they are, uh, you know, and I'm sure they've incentivized him. He's got the key to the city. He loves that place and they love him. But uh, at some point, you kind of have to make a decision on, you know, what are you going to do for the rest of your legacy? If your legacy is Portland, good for you, right? It's good enough for Clyde Drexler. It's good enough for, uh, well, you know, Greg Oden didn't really have other options. Um, <laughs> but it's, if this is, where you want it to well, go down, go right ahead. You said Clyde. He he moved on to Houston and got two rings. That is true. He did move you on know, to Clyde. Oh, my. Didn't forget about that. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, he lost in 92 to Jordan and to the Jordan, Bulls yes. and with, with Portland. But guess what? Yeah. He leaves Portland, boom, gets two rings in Houston. Yeah, was that 94, 95? The yes, two years of Jordan was off? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that happens, right? That. Funny, funny how, how that happens, happens when yeah. the cat is away. Uh-huh. The play. There you uh-huh. go. Uh-huh. You know? But, uh, uh, but yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I think there's there's greener pastures elsewhere he should probably explore. Yeah. Um, and last, I wanted to talk about the Lakers, who did nothing on the train. The Lake, line. no. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure what to think about this. Um, right now, the Lakers are, what, ninth in the Western Conference. They're out of the playoffs right now, um, if they were to start today. AD just got hurt. Was it just last night or the night before yeah. with an ankle injury? He's going to be out for at least a couple weeks. Um, I don't know, man. I, this was, This Russell Westbrook deal does not seem to be paying off not be playing out the way they thought they would and i believe lebron james was an advocate for bringing in russell Westbrook. um to me i think he might have too much influence with rob palinka who's the gm of of the los angeles lakers um now i get it things should probably go through him tom brady Things probably he probably discusses things with, with the organization before they make deals. When Michael Jordan was playing, they discussed things with him when he was playing. I'm sure when Derek Jeter was making, they were discussing things with him as well too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what that's just what you do. You're your veteran, high profile player. You want to make sure they're gonna you know gel well with the new individual coming to the squad. Absolutely. But it doesn't look good, man. Um, I'm wondering, do they think? Do they? get rid of Westbrook next to you. Do they even maybe get rid of Anthony Davis? I don't know. There's something not right. And to me, it's the Russell Westbrook aspect. I don't think they should get a, get rid of AD. Heck, they won a champ. They won a championship with AD, although it was in the bubble, but heck, they won a championship with AD in this first year. Either way. Yeah. Russell. Now, what is the poison pill that's in that arena? It's Russell Westbrook. I think Kobe Bryant said it years ago. Um, that he didn't think Russ or I mean, actually, you know, I take that. Back. I think it was about James Harden playing the way James Harden was, excuse me. But um, I, the way Russell Westbrook is and such a ball dominant point guard, you know, having to have the ball in, in, at all times, he's not going to win a title. I don't think Russell Westbrook will ever win a title. Yeah, no, I mean, especially with the way he's playing right now. And I, I, I believe that the road pit stop that he had in Washington was not good for him because it seemed mm. as though he was like, you know, now being forced to play basketball amongst teams where they don't play great basketball. I think of it like OBJ going to Cleveland. I got to play this very intense sport at a level. That's not what I can actually accomplish. You're it's like holding back a stallion. Right. But the problem Mm -hmm. is that style of play isn't going to work anywhere he goes, you know, where they're just overfeeding him the ball. He's doing every single thing that there, there are no teams that I think he wants to play for that would allow him to flourish like that. So he's mm-hmm. either going to have to learn to operate within the system, especially now with AD out, uh, or he's just, it's not going to be good. And it has, it has not it's looked not, good. I don't I mean, know if he can be successful with them. And LeBron, a championship. I don't know. Maybe as a secondary player off the bench. And LeBron is playing lights out basketball at the age of 37. He's third in the league in points per game with 29.1. I 
at 37 just, years old. Man, it's a scoring league. I think I'm going to just start prefacing all these things. This is a scoring league right now. Like we, we <laughs> think about basketball in the sense of if they're not on pace to score 130 points, it's a slow game. Back when the day <laughs> when if they were on pace for uh, 100 points, that was considered a really good game, right? Mm, uh, we true. had a round table discussion at one of your, when we brought it up. Um, uh, and I think it'd be good for us to kind of keep that in the back of our mind that, yeah, this guy's scoring that much, but like, does anybody play defense anymore? <laughs> you know, like they just up and down the court now and it is insane, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I get what you're coming from there, but the Lakers, they're going to have to do something um, soon, you know, and, and, and it's off season coming up. Obviously it's too late. No trade deadline has come and gone. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think, but who, who's going to want to undertake Russell Westbrook and that, and his contract, that is going to be the biggest thing is the contract who's going to want to take take on undertake that big massive deal and quite frankly i don't know who do they bring in you know they had a shot to get demar rosen they didn't pull the trigger um and they had a shot to get a couple other guys you know and you know this is where they went this is what they stuck with um, this is what they went with was russell westbrook lebron like again you know advocated for bringing him in just because they're cool doesn't mean you can play well together yeah. so that's the thing but- now, do we go back to all those years that uh, we remember of a young LeBron James, an upset LeBron James, uh, LeBron James, who was concerned with the roster that he was given because it wasn't the guys he wanted to play with um, that, you know, was carrying this team of like uh, old deadweight Shaq. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the, he's he's uh, looking at uh, J.R. Smith and admonishing him, like, how did you not see what the time the was? Like, why do you know the <laughs> clock? Understand the situation of the game, right? Right, right, right. Um, but, you know, there always seems to get to a point with the team where when he brings the guys together that he wants, it works. But when it starts to die, he doesn't understand that either the league is caught on or that they don't gel well. It, it, why does this always happen to LeBron James teams where it starts so hot and then it just descends into madness? You know, that's a good question, Obed. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I think it, it's a different kind of style of play when playing with LeBron James. It's you have to be able to adapt to that. Because um, look at it when they brought in Kyrie in Cleveland. When they brought in Kyrie, well, come here. Kyrie was already there, so he he was he was more of a point guard than Russell Westbrook is. But he can shoot yeah. the but he can actually shoot the ball compared to Russell Westbrook. It's different, yeah. and. He helped. He he had them bring in Kevin Love with that trade, you know, um, from in Cleveland, yeah, from, um, Timberwolves. from the Timberwolves, right? So, and they adapted and figured out this is what we need to do. They, I think now, they. Can, sorry, can we talk about how how you know there would seem to be a lot of friction there and working with Kevin Love, right? Even to the point that you had Isaiah Thomas like yelling at Kevin Love. Uh, behind the scenes that it was a it was kind of a rift right like Mm -hmm. and but then when the chips were down Kevin Love is the one pulling the team along in the postseason you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting right like yes I get it he helped bring these guys together but I still don't think that LeBron understands what true like team cohesion is like right like it's no Uh, different than I'll 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 have to disagree with that I'll bet because look what look at look at Miami okay those guys made in four years, went to four NBA finals. Granted, Those are some that, of the best players in the league at the time. There was, right? You couldn't do anything but, they, but win. But they knew how to play together. Now, granted, they were friends, and all, but they figured it out. Because that first year, you know, obviously they came up short against Dallas, but then they yeah. figured it out and won two to run back-to-back uh, you know, championships there. Yeah. They, and they came up short again that last year against the San Antonio, but still, they figured it out because they knew that they want their, their what their main goal was to win together, and they yeah. figured it out. Um, look, when he did it again in Cleveland, you know, he, that second year when Kyrie and Kevin Love were actually healthy, they figured it out together and won. But then after that, they just got beat by better teams and Kevin Durant and the Warriors. But right now with the Lakers, with this was, you know, in the first year with AD, they figured it together. But now with the rest, it's just, it's just certain players that can make it work with LeBron and then there's certain players that cannot. That's just, I think to me, that's just really what it boils down to. Can you be cohesive enough to get it excuse me, cohesive enough to get it done. Yeah. Um, like I said, and back, that's why I go back to Miami. They figured it out. They knew what wasn't working and they turned around. They won two and won back-to-back games, back-to-back championships. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I feel like they had a lot more in the talent perspective, 
even on the reserve players with that Miami team, they were just a stacked roster with some of them. They have the greatest three-point shooter of all time, only second to Seth, uh, to Steph Curry. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to forget what I actually witnessed because it mm. there's very rarely, are you ever going to have that kind of team put together? Uh, but I just don't think they have that depth quality of players. Look at the Lakers right roster, rosters right now are well, career wise, LeBron, Anthony Davis, one of the best big men. Russell Westbrook is going to go down as one of the top players in the game. Carmelo Anthony will go down as one of the top scorers in the game. Dwight Howard will go down as one of the top big men in the game. Those two, now, granted, they're all those older. Names. I guess, Some of those are names, and this is a young man's game, you know. Like, that's why I say I'll agree. It's, yeah. They're 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 older, but just off the name recognition alone, you know, I mean top players, you know. But yeah, yeah, Miami, yeah, they were guys who were at the peak of their career. So I see what you're going with that. Yeah. But again. There has to be something the fact that you know maybe maybe Frank Vogel Frank me Frank Vogel just can't figure out how to get this team get this team right. Maybe they need a different coach. I don't know what it is, but to me the thing that stands out it's Russell Westbrook. His style of play, um, he needs to be a little bit more passive in it with his game. Yeah, I think I think he needs to. I don't know about the true point guard role. I think that might be the case though, because somebody's going to need to distribute the rock and keep things moving, you know, not, not focus himself in the offensive side of it uh, as often, but pick and choose his moments, you know, high percentage shots. Uh, I think he could see a resurgence here because they're going to need him. Look at Chris Paul. Okay. 36 years old, arguably the best point guard in the game right now. Russell Westbrook is, I think, is what three years younger than Chris Paul. I don't, and I consider Chris Paul a way truer point guard than Russell Westbrook, Westbrook is. That's the to me, to me, Chris Paul is the true definition of, of a point guard, point guard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Point guard. You know, let's let's just get it right. So, um, leading the league at leading the league with assist at thirty six years of age. Okay, is Chris Paul? That's crazy. That's you crazy. Know? So yeah, that's a testament you know? to. Oh oh. Uh oh, man down, man down. Shots fired. Shots <laughs> oh, fired. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, you didn't ever see. I think oh, oh, Ben's got to go, folks. He, 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 he hey guys, I'll run. catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We'll let you go just in case you got to run for cover, oh Ben. All right. <laughs> well, Jeez, folks, that is going to that's going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. So glad to have you back with us once again, uh, Obed. Any last words for the people before we head out? You know what? It's still tax season. Don't think I forgot. Okay. It's coming up April. Listen, what you've given is a, a free loan to the government. You need to get your money back and they need to pay you an interest. Facts all day, man. Yep. Uh, folks, uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT. For Obed, I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.